This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Welcome to the Hero Academy Podcast, the place where we can celebrate and highlight our frontline heroes. I believe that frontline heroes such as nurses, firemen, EMS, police officers, and military are heroes without capes. I don't care about politics, only positivity and purpose. I only care about those who have chosen to serve society. I believe in collaboration over competition. Here you will learn the secrets and strategies that let ordinary people become extraordinary inside of their passion. Sometimes we'll throw in some simple side hustles that everyday regular people are doing. Things you can do to make extra money, especially if you're starting to think about retirement and what's next. Inside this podcast each week, you will learn from people like you who are working full time, but still found time to create a course, grow a big team or a large audience or a profitable side hustle. The steps they took, their backstories and how they overcame burnout. The perfect blend of mindset and techniques. I'm your host, David Diem. Now let's get your dream lit for your freedom. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Hero Academy podcast. In this week's episode, we have my friend, A.K. Dosanti. Did I say the last name correctly? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yeah. Um, she's one of my favorite types of guests. She made it out successfully. And now she's coaching, but I will let her tell her story. Uh, let me just give you a little bit of uh, cheering and a little bit of. Let me give you roses. Oh, it's not live. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Now it's live. <laughs> AK, I'm very happy to have you on the podcast this morning. Please tell us and introduce us to you. Thank you so much. I am pumped to be here. Um, so yeah, just a little bit about my background and I'll try to try to fit it all in. Um, I started my law enforcement career when I was 19 years old. Uh, I started doing undercover online investigations, did that for a couple of years. Um, during that time when I was 20, I went to the police academy. And then uh, when I was 21, I became a special deputy when I was 22, I finally graduated with my bachelor's degree in uh, criminology and sociology. And then at that point, the sheriff said, okay, we'll hire you on. So two days after I graduated, uh, I started doing courthouse security and worked my way up to road patrol. <clears throat> the bulk of my career was on road patrol on afternoon shift uh, with the sheriff's office. And we were pretty rural. Um, and we ran one car units, so or one man cars because we were rural. I mean, we didn't have a huge staff. Um, so we went high speed, low drag quite often. Um, I jumped onto the Marine Patrol for, you know, extra experience, extra hours. And I just love being on the water. So um, all of that for a few years. And then... 2015, I was officer of the year. <clears throat> and by the end of that year, I was in a crispy, crispy burnout. Um, took some time off. I learned that I had severe depression, 
adrenal fatigue, PTS, and there was some suicidal ideation um, going on as well. Um, so after about a month of, of taking some time off, um, I became a criminal court victim advocate with our prosecutor's office. So I was still in the system working with a lot of the same people. I did that for a few years. And during that time, I really had to focus on me. I had to focus on healing my body and learning what, what that even meant, learning what trauma was and, and how to manage all of this stuff that I was carrying with me. Um, so with that, then I went back to get my master's in criminology and victimology, which is where I really learned about trauma. <clears throat> and then I also went back to yoga, which I had loved previously, um, and learned that there was so much more to it than stretching. So I became a yoga instructor. I took a 10-month course to do that. And then when I left that advocacy position, um, I took some time off, had what it, what felt like zero direction. <laughs> and then it just hit me that I had to put all of these things together. It wasn't, you know, go teach yoga or go back into law enforcement. It was do them both together. And so I, I've been told my whole life I should be a coach, a life coach. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. That sounds weird. Um, <laughs> however, uh, that's what I do now. I guide people through, you know, managing their chronic stress on the job and mitigating the byproducts of working in a really tough environment. So I created Lifesaver Wellness, and that's what I do now. I love the name Lifesaver Wellness. Uh, it is very, very clear who you serve and what you do. Uh, I, I like the idea of you being a wellness coach and then people kind of gravitating towards the life stuff you know like when you coach people like I coach people in business uh, so when you coach people they tend to ask you things about other things too I wanted to touch on you've probably had that experience where uh, you're coaching someone on yoga and then uh, they're asking you about you know raising their kids or something <laughs> um, oh yeah yeah, right. it, it, we really, it's very comprehensive. I mean, we, we might start with on the job stuff and end up talking about childhood stuff to, you know, relationships to whatever. So yeah, it runs the gamut. I went to a peer support training. I have so many questions for you, but I went to a peer support training and they talked about cumulative trauma. Um, and you, you mentioned, you mentioned suffering from PTSD and recovering from it. Uh, would you say that was it therapy or was it yoga? Yoga was your therapy. That was your biggest, um, you know, it was the biggest thing that helped you to recover. Honestly, I think it was all of it. Um, cause I was doing a lot of different things. Um, and it, in my opinion, you don't ever like fully recover from the PTS. It, it, it kind of stays with you, but you can learn to manage it, live with it, and it gets a lot easier. Um, I can tell you the first thing I had to start doing was taking care of my body. Um, with that adrenal fatigue, that, that month that I took off, I slept about 18 hours a day every single day. And I was so wow. mad because I had so many things I wanted to get done, right? <laughs> um, and my body just said, okay, you're safe now. You need to rest. You need to pump the brakes. And 
so it was, it was a, a myriad of things. It was taking care of my body. It was slowing down, which I didn't really fully do until after I left the advocacy position. Um, it was learning to tackle my own thoughts and not let them rule me. Um, the yoga helped because it allowed me to connect with what, what do you, what was I feeling? because I had numbed out for so long. I was, like I said, high speed, low drag for so long. And when I finally slowed down, I was like, there's a lot of junk in here. I gotta, I gotta sort through this. Um, the biggest thing that has helped me with my PTS is EMDR. Um, and for those that don't know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's eye movement, desensitization and reprocessing or reprogramming same thing, but, um, and it, they, it's the use of bilateral stimulation by a licensed clinician <laughs> there just to throw that out there, because there are some websites that say you can do it on your own and that's kind of dangerous. Um, so with somebody who is trained to do it, um, to file those memories away where they belong. So they don't come back as a reaction, but just as a memory recall. Um, but, but truly it's, it's the whole picture. It's, it's the, all the pieces put together is what actually I think has helped me maintain my recovery. I just learned of EMDR, um, probably two months ago. I just, I just heard of it for the very first time. I'd never heard of it before. And, um, this macho cop, he stood up and said, uh, he's like, I didn't believe that it really worked, but he's like, He's like, I tried it and it, it really, really worked. Um, it, it's, you know, like if you're willing to try things. So like, for instance, I tried hot yoga. You ever try hot yoga? <laughs> oh, <one>. yes. <laughs> and I, I do it uh, a couple of times a year. Like uh, whenever I feel like I need a good sweat, I'll go and do that. My other half, she does yoga on a daily basis. Um, she's a yogi. Like I, I can honestly call her a yogi, but... Like whenever yes. I see her doing it, sometimes I'll drop down and do a couple poses. I'm like, ah, I'd rather go to the gym. <laughs> for for everybody, I guess it's just finding that thing that you love to do, right? Physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no it's finding. Size. Yeah, finding an outlet, and I think that that's why um, I enjoy coaching so much is because it's figuring out what key is going to unlock them, right? So there's so many tools that I throw at them. And sometimes they're like, yeah, this meditation thing isn't working for me. And sometimes they're like, meditation has saved my life. So uh -huh. it, it's, it really is um, specific to the person. Uh, what's some of the obstacles that you faced when you were on the job? Like, um, I, I know you got cop of the year. Uh, I, we have that in common. I also got the cop of the year as well. Um, nice. I got nominated a couple of years and didn't get it. And then I ended up getting it but um before we were talking about how uh you have to have a life outside of the job right and i think when you're in that go 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 mode i had a shirt that said eat sleep arrest people <laughs> and uh yeah. that was one of one of my bosses gave us all those shirts uh, when we were in this unit and um and I think that's what we were basically doing. Like, like I told you before we started uh, filming, I used to do a lot of overtime 
and uh, like I, I was almost addicted. You could say I was addicted to it. Like if there was overtime to be had, I would, uh, I would go for it, right? And then I got to a point where the overtime wasn't as important as getting home and spending time with like my boys. They were in wrestling, so like I needed to go to their meets. Like there was something in me like I needed to be there and watch them. I just love to see them compete. And it got to the point where overtime became annoying. It became a hindrance. Like if I had plans, I didn't want to do the overtime. I would take it from here to there, you know, here, here and there. I would take it. But um, you just talk about identity of the job and not the job, not just if you could talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for me, uh, just in my experience, <clears throat> I uh, came into the job so young. And what I didn't know was when I came into the job, I had unresolved trauma um, just from just a couple years prior. And I was still basically a child when I started. <clears throat> and and just my nerd status is going to come out here in, for a second. But uh, Bessel van der Kock, who wrote The Body Keeps the Score, he talks about how the essence of trauma is the loss of identity. Mm. And so I came into the job without really my, my own sense of identity. And so I just adopted the identity of being a cop. I was like, this feels safe. If people know I'm a cop, they're not going to mess with me. Right. And, you know, I'm all of five foot two. So, you know, I had to have something. Right. <laughs> so um, I really adopted that. And for me personally, I was two hours away from my family. Um, I had moved away for college. And so I really didn't have any kind of support system. I lived alone. I had nobody to come home to. And so there was no reason for me to want to be home. I was like, let's go to work. I feel safe there. I don't feel vulnerable there. So what happened in hindsight, of course, is my nervous system got really conditioned and primed to be in work mode. And that's where my nervous system felt safe. That's where I felt mm. comfortable. And I've talked to a lot of people, especially in law enforcement, where they're like, I don't feel comfortable unless I'm at work. When I go mm. home, I'm very uncomfortable. And they're like, that doesn't make sense to me. Work is dangerous. And I'm like, but that's what you've primed yourself for. Yes. That makes and so, yes. And so that drives us to continue to be in it more and more and more, not giving ourselves the rest on the back end, and then we burn ourselves out. If you had a, um, if you had a Netflix show, because I would love to produce it and make your, make your show, right? <laughs> Maybe uh, one year from now, we produce the AK show. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> but if you had a Netflix show, and um, I know this is like, this is imaginary, but let's try to dream Shit. here. What would your show be about? Would it be like a Dr. Phil type of show where they come and sit on the couch and you help them? Or like, what would your show be about? I think that makes the most sense. Having like, having people come in um, who are not ready to be vulnerable. And then I sit down with them and, and just, and what's funny is, this happens to all the time. 
they're like, I don't know, man, I'm just, I need to talk to somebody. I don't really want to, but I know I got to do something. And they sit down or they get on zoom or whatever in five minutes, they're crying. And I'm like, it's all good. Let it out. That is what our body's made to do. Um, that makes the most sense because my home life with two dogs and a toddler (laughs) is a little hectic. Nobody wants to watch that. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, maybe like some experiential coaching, like going on walks and just talking to people about their life experiences and, and helping them reflect on how it shaped the way that they are and where they're at right now and then helping them get back on track to where they want to be. So I, I just visualized uh, you walking through a park and like over, overhead drone filming and then maybe we blur out the person and maybe change their voice or something and uh, they tell you their experience and you help them maybe drop down in the park and fit, like, you know, start showing them some moves. <laughs> <laughs> Yoga in the park. <clears throat> uh, sure. Well, and I also do, um, I've had a lot of training with equine assisted, uh, I have to say coaching because the courses that I went through were for equine assisted therapy for clinicians. But I do a lot of work there as well, um, bringing people. I have a facility that allows me to bring my clients in, and we do equine-assisted coaching, and there's some massive breakthroughs with that. I never heard of it. What What is that? I can't even pronounce it. Equine-assisted coaching? Equine. Equine. It's with, with horses. Um, and the the breakthroughs that you get with these animals, because they – are prey animals. And so they mirror back to you what you're putting out Mm. because they're so nervous. And so if you want to know what's really going on with somebody, put them in an arena with a horse. I understand the word now. It's equine, like equestrian. I I got it now. I got it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have, I, I have, there's a guy at the gym. I have to find him. His name's Christian. I don't know if I'll ever find him again, but he's a he's an MMA fighter. He's an interesting guy. He's a former Marine and he helps vets with equine therapy by like that's how he helps them. And that was the first time I ever heard of that. So when you said the word, I didn't know what it was called. I, you're teaching me you're teaching me some things today. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I try. I did, yeah, I didn't know what it was called, but now I know. Um, now I know what it's called, equine therapy. So, yeah, I want to try to get him onto the show too, and then I'll I'll link you guys together, and and maybe you can like do some kind of uh, virtual summit about it. You know, nice, nice. Uh, if money wasn't in the equation, and uh, you had like you know hundred billion dollars, like Jeff Bezos money type money. What, what would you spend it on if, you know, assuming your family's taken care of? Oh, man. Horses, right? I, get some, I get, would, no. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would go quick if it was horses, I would tell you that. Um, <clears throat> no, you know what I would do? I would split it and part of it would go towards paying clinicians to get trained in how to work with first responders um, and then paying for sessions with those people 
uh, for first responders. And then the other part of it is I would build up a program to teach people how to do what I do. Um, and then like, cause I've had so many people, peer support people, they're like, I want to do what you do. And I'm like, I don't really know how to tell you how to get there. Cause my trajectory took years and it was just kind of organic. Um, but I would, I would develop something like that and make it like free of cost to them. And then they can just go out there and do their thing. That's what I would do. That's uh, that's really awesome. Thank you. Thank you for all of the years of service and thank you for serving this community. We need more coaches like you. We need more people like you. And I sincerely say that on the record and on the air. I love to give people their roses while they're still alive. And I, uh, I just got to give a little clap for, for what you do. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, AK. Are you promoting anything right now? Do you have uh, any projects coming up? Yeah, so I have um, I have like my one-on-one coaching that I do um, individual for first responders, um, but I just a few months ago launched a new app called Lifesaver Academy, and within that app, I actually have like a free mini course that you can go on there and just kind of explore. But I um, a few weeks ago just started uh, my self-paced program. It's a nine-week self-paced program that first responders can take. Um, and it's, it drops like three training videos a week. You get workbooks every week for nine weeks and you can do it completely on the app or you can do it like on a desktop. Um, but it's really cool because it allows you to dive in, do the deep diving, do the work, do the self-awareness, the introspection, but on your own time. And you don't have to open up to anybody until you're ready. So it's, it's pretty cool the way it's designed. I love all of the different things that you're doing. It's very cool. And the fact that you have a toddler running around is just incredible because, like, <laughs> you are a superhero. Like, it's, it's just <laughs> phenomenal, all of the things that you're doing. I don't know how you find the time. When people say they don't necessarily have time and we all have the same amount of time, it's really just what you prioritize. And it's just, like, you didn't do everything all at once. You just kind of, like, step by step by step, right? I have a... Um, a PDF. It's it's uh, twenty seven different sources of income from 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 coaching and like you've already unlocked like four of them. <laughs> you got the course. You got the app. You have the the one to one program. What um, and whatever else you're doing. It's just I I love it when you um, when we connected. I was like yes 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 yes. You are the perfect <laughs> guest. I want to show people what's possible, um, whether they're still working or whether they're thinking about retiring. Like you're a perfect example of what's possible and what you could do once you retire or even before you retire. Like you can, anyone can start to help other people. Uh, my my program's called SOS, which is like you know, save save me, right? Um, but anyone can help people with their story like your story is definitely one that can serve people in so many different ways uh, I just want to thank you for still being here with us and not taking your life like sincere I sincerely mean that like you're my friend now uh, I have five five rapid fire questions for you and then I'll respect your time and I'll, I'll let you go 
Well, let me um, dry my tears after that last comment because uh, <clears throat> a few times people have said, you know, thank you for still being here. And that just, that hits. <clears throat> All right. I, you know, and you know, <laughs> you can see my eyes that I sincerely mean it. Like the work that you're doing is so incredibly important. And there's so many people that will take inspiration from what you're doing. Um, my favorite quote, which is in my first book, and I don't know the whole quote, <laughs> but it's, um, we're not afraid of our, uh, who are you not to shine, right? It's Marianne Williamson. Mm. Who, who are you not to shine? Because w once, once you begin to shine, you unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And that's what you're doing by you shining and telling your story and putting your works out there and helping other people, you're giving people permission to step forward and, and either seek help or go out there if they're healed themselves and go out and help other people. So I just wanted to thank you for that. Well, thank you. I, it, it's, it's been a, a hurdle, a massive hurdle to be able, able to even tell my story um, because I thought, man, I'm going to be so judged. But I, time and time again, have been proven um wrong on that and and a lot of people um you know they do with with resounding uh clarity they're like thank you for sharing that and instead of judgment um and so thank you for that no problem i'll tell you a quick story about peer support and being under a tremendous amount of stress so in 2016 i had been promoted i wanted to go to narcotics and they said, congratulations, you're being promoted to detective, but you're going to special victims. And I was like, oh. and I'm holding the phone and I'm like, I had to compose myself. I'm like, th th thank you, sir. I appreciate the, uh, I appreciate the call. I hang up and I sit down on the couch, kind of deflated because I wanted to go to Narco. And um, I, I turn on Netflix and I start watching old episodes of law and order svu <laughs> to try and like and i watched like half of an episode i turned that off and then uh around that same year my uh my home life was falling apart and i was under a tremendous amount of pressure because i was dealing with these horrific cases uh physical and sexual abuse of children less than 18 less than 13 um and my home life was under a lot of pressure too. So I had to call uh, the PBA and I said, hey guys, um, uh, not the PBA, but like basically my peer support group. I, I called them and I said, uh, it, it was the PBA office, but I called and said, hey, I, I'm not suicidal, but I definitely need someone to talk to. I'm under a lot of uh, pressure right now. I'm under a lot of stress. And I'm like, I need somebody as quickly as possible. So they sent two guys from the peer support team. I didn't know what the peer support team was. And uh, we, we went and we walked, uh, we walked around the block and we talked and I felt better. And then I was like, I need somebody to talk to on a regular basis. They gave me a therapist uh, who only deals with law enforcement. And I met with him for about three months and I felt better after the first week, but I continued to go to him because I didn't feel like, like I was completely healed. Like, like, hey, I, you know, I felt like I needed to keep talking to him. So I just share that. I shared that story with um, with a sergeant 
who went through a traumatic incident where he almost lost his life. I shared that story with him just last night. And it was basically to tell him, like, it's okay to seek out help when you need it. You know, it's, it's okay. And, and we have to make it, we have to make it okay. We have to make people understand that it's not, uh, it's not a weakness. It's the, like the greatest thing that you can do is go get help yourself so that you can be strong to help someone else. That's like the most heroic thing that you can do is go get help when you need it. There's a lot of uh, superheroes that have sidekicks, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. <laughs> because they need help, right? Like Batman couldn't always do it by himself. He needed Robin on his side. Um, what's your definition of a hero? Like a, a real, a real hero. Mm. Just somebody that is willing to put others before themselves. Sacrifice. That's the word that I hear. Mm -hmm. um, and when stress is at its highest and you're starting to feel low, now that you've learned all that you've learned, how do you save yourself now? I breathe. Breathe. I do breathing exercises, very intentional, deep belly breathing, diaphragmatic breathing. It slows everything down. It activates your parasympathetic nervous system and it tells your body that you're not dying. <laughs> so, no, now, I've heard that. I've heard that tip. That's it's perfect um, for most situations. If you're in a tactical situation, yes, still breathe, but the, it, the reaction's different. You're not going to have time to pause. You're going to have to rely on muscle memory, but still breathe. Yes. Hmm. I've heard that tip from a guy who was in special forces, and he said that's one of his biggest tips is controlling the breathing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Just like I, I, when you're on the, on the range, they say um, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Yep. And that's a lot of that is, is just controlling your body with your breathing. Oh, by the way, speaking of the range, we have to talk about the name AK. I love it. It, it makes me think of it makes me think of an AK, AK forty seven. And uh, when I was typing it into my phone, I'm like, she's the only AK in my phone. Uh, AK Dosanti. Yeah. It's a great. It's a great name. It's just like it's so it's so memorable. Uh, it's perfect for what we do. It's just, do you own an AK? By the way, I do. Ah. <laughs> of course very, I do. <laughs> very, very cool. Very cool. That's very cool. Um, so tell us more about your coaching program. Um, how many weeks is it? Um, I won't ask the cost. That's like a conversation that you could have with people. But um, like, how, how does it typically work with the one-on-one? -on -one? So the one-on-one -on -one is that same uh, nine weeks. It's an initial nine weeks. And then you can choose to continue month to month after that. But I use um, this framework that I developed called the combat method. And we go from connecting to offloading. And then we mobilize because here's my nerd status again. Maslow's hierarchy of needs tells us, just like when you went to that one therapy appointment, and you felt better, but you kept going. Once you start to feel better, your motivation is going to go down. So after you connect and you offload, you're going to start to feel better, but we got to keep going. So we're going to mobilize. We're going to build. So you get to like build up who you are outside of the uniform and you're going to align your life with that. 
and then you transition into self-coaching. And that's the ultimate goal for all of my programs is that you learn everything you need to learn so that you can transition into coaching yourself because I am not a good coach if I just keep you under my wing forever and ever. Um, so that is the framework and it's, you know, the initial nine weeks and then you can continue on if you'd like after that. Combat. I love it. And where can people connect with you if they want to find you? Easiest way is to go to lifesaverwellness.com um, or they can grab the Lifesaver Academy app and that's on iOS and Android. I love it. I love it. And what is your power? What's your best ability, your strength? True connection. True connection. And for fun, my last question for you, if you had a comic superpower, what would that be and why? Like a comic book superpower. Invisibility. Invisibility. <laughs> I would just. And why? And why? Um, oh, there's there's a whole like trauma response behind that. So <laughs> I'll, I'll keep the why maybe to myself. But I just think it would okay. be really cool to be able to like melt into the walls and still be present. Uh, be like, cool. like gray man, right? Um, yeah. And then I could just also sneak up on people i think that would be a lot of fun yeah, yeah, yeah. visibility <laughs> is is very is a very cool ability uh, did you watch the boys at all on on prime no nope oh my god it's so it's so gruesome and gory but it's so comical and and like it's so far from anything comic book like that you've ever seen you and your hus hubby would really really enjoy it watch watch the boys on on prime okay I will, right. I will mark that down. <laughs> All right. I don't know how much TV you watch, but I, I just want to sincerely, sincerely, like from the bottom of my heart, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, I'll probably have you on again in another six months to a year. And, um, oh, I got other plans too for, for us, like doing a virtual summit. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So you're the perfect type of person that I want to add to the roster. Um, I'm thinking during police week, and this is my first time uh -huh. kind of like announcing this, but yeah, I'm thinking during police week and I, and I'm thinking like each person would, you know, just talk for like 15 minutes, tell a story, teach a lesson, something valuable like that and where people can find you. And I think if we did something like that for like a half of a day, I think it would be extremely valuable. And I think we could bring together this community of first responders and uh, serve them in a very powerful way. I, nice. I can't say thank you enough, but yeah, I just wanted to drop that idea on you. I think you are the perfect type of guest for the show and you're the perfect type of guest for um, that summit that I'm thinking about. And I can't wait to see the rest of your journey. And I'm just gonna clap it, clap it up for you again. <laughs> AK, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I can't thank you enough, and we will talk. Don't hang up. I'm just going to stop the recording. All right, all right, family. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone I interview, I've chosen for you guys because of their story. And I hope that you get some value every single time. If you did get value or just just simply enjoyed the episode, please share the episode with someone that you know. 
If you know of a guest, a frontline hero that has an amazing story, something uplifting or a positive message, hit me up in the contact form of www.davidleith.com or DM me at Instagram at davidleith1. Subscribe to the show because I have some really phenomenal guests coming up in the next few weeks that you definitely don't want to miss. All right, one.